Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. So we're two psychic mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we refer to this podcast and ourselves as Lights at Midnight, a.k.a. Lamp. <laughs> lamp. Lamp. Ding. The Lamp fam. So, Chastity, what did you name this recording? I named this recording Let's Wrap It Up. No, it's actually not a condom commercial. It's just a wrap up of haunted objects. So we'll be wrapping up <laughs> <laughs> origins of a haunted haunting um, haunted objects in general, because we had a bonus episode with that. But we're going to be wrapping up like our experiences that we had with uh, Dead Serious Investigations with Duran. And then we'll be jumping into my experience with meeting the real Annabelle. So it's actually a really cool episode today. So do not be deterred because we are going to talk about the legit real deal Annabelle. And I'll be sharing some photos that I actually have of her. I don't have all of them. I'll tell y'all why in a little bit. It's kind of weird and mysterious, but definitely hang around because it's going to be very freaking interesting. Mm -hmm. And just the experiences in general that we had, I think, are interesting. Yes. Yeah. Just like in the middle of releasing episodes that contain like our interview with Duran, dead serious investigations. And I had a lot of stuff go on. So, yeah, it was an eventful week uh, on top of the work that I did outside of this. When it comes to intuitive work, I was helping a couple pe different people. I've probably helped four or five people this month with different various things. But I was able to pinpoint some of my experiences with um, Pam the doll mainly. It was mainly everything kind of centers around Pam and uh, gave me really opened my eyes to, you know, haunted objects because I knew that it was different, you know, and it was a different thing than I was used to dealing with. But it kind of isn't. It's just got different characteristics. So it was a really cool experience. Mm hmm. Well. Emily, do you want to start? Because I know I have, um, I think my stuff, besides the things you already spoke about, you probably had, I think you had a couple of experiences before I did, because we've already spoke about some of them. And I've only got really one big thing to share. And then I was going to give y'all a, a little information and a link to some other stuff about Pam that y'all can check out. It'll be in the description box down below. So you want to get started? Yeah, sure. So, like, the first thing that I noticed was going on, and at first I didn't correlate it with, you know, the interview with him, because I wasn't the one doing most of the talking to him. It was mainly you, because you were trying to get, like, information and trying to give him details and stuff, so I wasn't the one communicating. So I was kind of, like, in the dark of what his experiences were. True. And then when I told you about them, you're like, oh, hey, by the way, 
that sounds like uh the stuff that's going wrong with him and i was like oh shit yeah and you had your tooth pulled too which is no fun so you were a trooper to even be there in the first place (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was yeah it actually wasn't as bad as i thought it would have been like getting a tooth pulled because last time i had my teeth pulled were like my wisdom teeth oh yeah that's very painful so it's like four bad ones and then so you just you know use that bad experience and you kind of like apply it to all experiences that are similar yeah for those of you that may need your wisdom teeth pulled just go ahead and get it over with because it fucking hurts Mm -hmm. and then after that if you can go through that then you can go through almost any dental work (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the first thing that started happening I was getting ready for my YouTube lives because I do my readings. I usually do my readings once a week for my YouTube groupies. And um, the first thing I noticed was my cameras were being really finicky and they were all glitchy and stuff. So, like, I use um, I forget what the heck I use. It's one of the programs you can use for lives, and I'm stretching to see which one it is again, because I forget. Is it StreamYard? Oh, no, it's StreamLabs. I forgot. Okay, yeah. StreamLabs, right? And so, like, you can have your cameras on, and it'll put a picture of both your cameras, and if they're on, you can see, like, what's going on. It's like a test to make sure everything's working, and that was very glitchy and annoying. And that has never happened to me before with those cameras. They're really good cameras. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much I was like, you know what? I forgot to light my sage and my candles because usually when I do my lives, I have a white candle going. I have sage burning. I have Palo Santo burning because I don't like anything interfering. And I hadn't done that yet. And the second I did that, that stuff went away. Interesting. The camera camera started working just fine. I was having then no problems. Yeah. And that's the thing. If y'all didn't catch or whoever's listening to this particular podcast, if you did not catch the last two, um, both of them actually are full of different types of information and different experiences. And Pam the doll is basically a replica of what most people would know as Annabelle, the Raggedy Ann vintage doll. And that seems to be like the ringleader of energy. And she does or it's been known for things to kind of go haywire electronically, to lose data, to lose documents when anything involves her. So that is kind of what we're referring to in case you missed the last two episodes. Yep. Mm. And then just like not just at home, because we were having issues. I think I messaged you and I was like, hey, oh, yeah, my, my taser just like moved off my table. <laughs> yep, you did. Um, during all that, you actually mm-hmm. sent me a picture because you were vacuuming or something and you yeah. said it like flew off this little table or box or something. Yeah, it was off my uh, coffee table. Yeah, and like also, too, that reminded me, I don't know if you were going to say this, but um, I know that you're looking through because Emily, she's like a legend. Literally, she keeps documentation of these things probably like I should because you'll forget. Like, guys, if you're into intuitive work, it's best to try to keep some type of written written document of your experiences, either it's written or verbal or whatever. And she's really, really good at it. <laughs> I mean, she takes it down all the time but one thing i did remember was when you were at work 
And yep, I was about to. That's talk what about I was that. wondering if you remembered or if you were going to say that. But yeah, go ahead. That that's a good one. That one was next. Okay, with my computer and stuff. Okay, so I was having no issues with my uh, computer at work. It's like my register. I do all my sales and stuff on for customers. And basically, um, I had this thought where, oh. Because it was really busy. And I'm like, it would be nice right now if, you know, we started having uh, technical difficulties. And I'm not even kidding you. Not even a minute later, that shit started having some major technical difficulties to the point where we had a reboot that didn't work. Like we had to call the help desk. It was being so weird. And yeah, I did message you about that. I was like, this is fucking weird. I just thought. Hey, it would be nice if <laughs> to give myself a break and it happened. Right. And then um, when as soon as she messaged me that intuitively, I was like, I wonder if it's the doll because, <clears throat> excuse me, I had an experience a couple nights prior to this that made me think that. And I'm going to get into that a little later. But I even said to uh, Emily, I was like, well, I wonder if this was the doll doing it because of the electronical interferences, because this isn't just a doll. This is actually an entity. And this type of entity has enough power to kind of know your thoughts telepathically and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, let's we were joking about testing it out, too. And oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something crazy happened. Now, it could have been, you know, we're this could have been a slip or whatever. But Emily, yeah, that was crazy. What happened afterwards? Oh, my God. When I was in my room and I was like, hey, Chastity, wouldn't it be funny if I made my TV turn off by itself? <laughs> yeah, and you were like, I'm not sure if it's the doll or not. And yeah, yeah, you were like, well, I wonder if I could get say that about the TV. And then, <laughs> yeah, I was like, OK, I'm going to see if I can get my TV to turn off and my lights to flicker off and on. And I went to go pause my tv like because i was watching netflix and she had messaged me and i wanted to listen to it so i paused it i hit the pause button i remembered the pause button but then the tv turned off when i did it yeah and we would i mean within like 30 seconds of us talking about it so i mean it could have been anything mm -hmm. but it was just a very interesting situation <laughs> yeah because that tv don't usually do that yeah that's mm -hmm. crazy. So, I mean, can we point that to being the doll? Maybe not. But at the same time, it is an interesting fact, you know, that we were kind of joking around about it in a way like, oh, let's see if, you know, we can get something to happen. And within 30 seconds, it did. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like a ask and you shall receive type thing, which can be kind of dangerous. So you got to watch out for that kind of stuff, even in a joking way, because, yeah. <laughs> But the thing at work happened again because it happened to me on it was either Saturday or Friday. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know if I I think I messaged you. I don't remember. It was a very hectic day. Yeah. Things but I messaged. But I remember like, oh, but I it was more of a not a wish for it to happen. But a, I hope this doesn't happen. Right. Kind of thing. And it happened. And yeah. I was like, no, that is very strange. Mm, yeah. Well, if y'all picked up, or do you have anything else? You probably have a couple more things. You had several more things happen, right? Girl, I got a journal. 
Right. Well, uh, go ahead. I'll let you finish up. Then I wasn't sure how many you had because I was going to say one thing that happened to me the night that we filmed. Because, see, we haven't I will say this. We haven't recorded a podcast since we sat down with him um, and actually did the interview. So anything that you've heard on the podcast is strictly from that night. So we have no we've had no like legit updates about anything since then. So. I can I'll be able to go back from the beginning. And uh, when we say stuff, this is happening from the time. But a week before we interviewed him up until basically like for me, like a week after. So during the releases of these two things. So that would be the time frame we're talking about here. Side note, side note, side note. Okay, I am sitting in my office right now and my laptop's up. And I had put on the Streamlabs thing just to see what the name was to, so I could remember what it was and this and we started talking about it and the camera's glitching again oh love lovely and see that's the thing that happens um when we talk about this thing because it knows and as crazy as this sounds this is like common this is a common thing this isn't just us yeah. saying oh this happened no this like happens to people individuals when you speak of something that has power it's acknowledging that it hears you and that's kind of like the thing if you stare into the abyss it stares back it's kind of a really good mm -hmm. example so because we don't even though we joke around and you know we we don't take this lightly you know i think that's important just a side note side note <laughs> it's, it's important to add that yeah. it's like we're kind of desensitized to these things happening because it happens to us a lot because of the work that we do and the abilities that we have basically so we don't well i personally don't want anybody to think that we don't take this seriously because it definitely is and it can be dangerous so i just want to add that in there even though we joke around and clown around about it it's kind of funny but at the same time it's kind of scary as fuck too so <laughs> just be careful yeah, it's when you're like, picking around with stuff like this if if you're not used to it 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 is shocking and it is scary. Yeah, traumatizing. And then like the person that like us, we're desensitized to it. We'll be absolutely dead serious and maybe make a joke about it and might get a sideways look, but it's not. It, it's nothing offensive. You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff's nothing mm -hmm. to play with, basically. Exactly. But anyways. But so <laughs> the next. So I wrote down. So okay. So it was the day, it was either the night of or the day before where I had that dream that I spoke about with you guys in the interview thing about seeing the doll and being in the classroom, right? Mm -hmm. And then my next entry after that is 11-18-2022, right? And this is what it says. It says, was dozing off and saw someone shooting someone in close proximity in the head. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. That's the that's the next one right after it. And see, we released the second one. So we released the first one on the 21st and the second one come out on the 28th of November. Mm -hmm. So that was a few days before. That was the night we did the interview because we we did the interview on a Friday and we re blah, 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 blah. we did the interview on a Friday <laughs> and we released it on a Monday. Y'all, a little diabetes mm -hmm. over here. I don't have diabetes, but if I eat sweet stuff, I think I'm on the verge of it, and I about passed out. So I'm drinking coffee right now. It's kind of like 9.30 at night. So when I drink coffee, my mouth just goes, blah, 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 and I can't keep up. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, that was, I think, the night we um, we actually recorded with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that in there. That's crazy. And then, so, so the last one was released on, you said, the 28th? Yes, the, the bonus episode, technically episode okay. uh, five, uh, but it's actually bonus. So, yeah, the 28th. Because on the 27th, I had that Astral Rom experience where I was on the road and it looked like I was looking at this person that looked like roadkill. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me about that, too. And didn't it, like, talk to you or something crazy? Yeah, it was it was it was creepy and gross. But yeah, so I'm going to read directly from my journal just because okay. it's easier to remember. But basically, I wrote had an actual experience where I was walking on a road and all of a sudden I see what looks like roadkill, but in the shape of a human person. And of course, I'm with somebody else who has dark hair and it's I think it's my older brother guide. Um and all of a sudden, the roadkill starts talking, apparently, even though most of her body was smashed into the road. And this is, I know this is, like, graphic. Yeah, viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, she could still speak, but barely. You could see bits of her face as she spoke and parts of her body that were still somewhat recognizable, but 99.5% of her was gone and smashed into the road that's awful yeah and she kept tripping over her words as she tried to tell me something important but i couldn't make out her message because she was in shock and i honestly couldn't understand how she was still alive obviously we know she wasn't alive and i tell my spirit guides like we need to put her out of her misery because it was like she was trying to say something important it was like she was saying this one phrase over and over again, but I couldn't make out what she was saying. It was so weird, but it was just like the same phrase or sentence over and over and over again. So from my best of knowledge, I will state this generally, like I've had experiences where I have seen people in their death state and it is, I'm pretty sure it's fairly common that a lot of earthbound spirits they stay stuck in their death state because they did not move on either because of a tragic accident like that, something like that, or um, choosing mm-hmm. not to move on. Uh, for example, like the fear of judgment and being stuck earthbound. It almost sounds like you had a run in with an earthbound spirit. And from listening to you over the last year and different experiences you had, I'm wondering if that's a common reoccurrence with you is like you're actually picking up because we have discussed about you living in a bigger city. There's a lot of things that can happen and like you could be picking up too on spirits down the road. You know, they're coming to you at night because you're you have that kind of open door spiritually. So that to me is what that's immediately what I think about that, which is crazy. Yeah. Sense. And you see crazy stuff. (laughs) I know it's always bad things like things that have happened to people. Mm hmm. And I've experienced things like that, too. And that's just part of being um, open intuitively. And, you know, moving forward, we will start getting out of this. We will start covering more psychic stuff and psychic abilities down the road. 
It's just we're trying to do this in a certain particular way that fits the season and in order. And we're going to talk more about that. I'm not trying to get too sidetracked, but I wanted to state that it's a good time. But that is part of having psychic abilities for those that may be just coming about and under, trying to understand what they're going through. So if you see stuff like that, just remember that, you know, it could be imagination, it could be dreams, but when they're very vivid and real like that, it really, it could be your abilities and you're actually picking up on earthbound spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you said death state, that kind of was like an aha moment and it was like, yep, I think you're right. Yeah, she's stuck in a cycle because a lot of times uh, spirits stuck in their death state, they'll repeat the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, it's sad. It is. And that's where uh, certain mediums try to move um, these, you know, people onto the light. And now that's something that I felt like I have tried to do. I have tried to do that with spirits in the past, but it's something that. You know, you just kind of have to trust and visualize and see. Um, it's not something that I'm educated on from a standpoint of another medium. It's just something that I've tried to do when I run across spirits. And it's almost like a portal of light will open up and it's their choice on whether or not they go through it. So mm -hmm. that's how, you know, that's part of like seeing spirits in the death state but some of them are not always ready and it might not be time because when they don't move on they can't find the light yeah it's crazy yeah because when i was talking to my guide it was like we couldn't do anything like no matter what i wanted to do i couldn't do anything so i'm wondering if it that person wasn't ready right and you know it's a sad situation because a lot of people you know, don't when they when you choose not to go, if you somehow realize that's, you know, your choice and you're choosing not to go, then you lose that opportunity and it can take forever to find it. That's why you have hauntings. That's why buildings and places are haunted because of the things that happen there. Not always 100 percent, but a lot of the times, the only other times that that not only, but another scenario is actually a negative or um malevolent spirit actually holding and collecting fractals of people's souls or their spirit and holding them there not letting them go and actually like using pieces of their spirit energetically which is a whole nother topic but anyways <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and then on eleven twenty nine, i had an experience where i was outside of a deliverance place it was like a place where you could get delivered and I was trying to get someone to go there, but the family members were being like, you're crazy. This isn't real and blah, 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 and not letting them go when that person needed to go. Right. So that was like my last experience then. And what Emily means by deliverance or being delivered is where there's certain type of religious groups or just groups in general that actually use the word of God to deliver people from demonic attachments. And it's something that I've kind of been I've researched in the past, but I've started researching more and finding like real deal cases of people actually being delivered of demons, whether they know that they have them or not. So that's a very interesting subject as well. Mm -hmm. So what was your experience? Because you have that big one. Yeah, well, it was more or less a dream. So basically, um, it was the night 
I don't know the date. I would have to go back on Instagram because I actually messaged Durand about it because I wanted to tell him the experience. But um, normally when I have any of these types of dreams, I know I'm with people, but I never like look over to the sides or behind me. I just know they're there. I hardly ever see them or I can't right now recall any time that I've ever seen any of the people that are with me in the dreams. Well, this night I did. It was very interesting. Um, pretty much. Basically, I had a dream for felt like all night long and I can't remember most of it now. The only part I do remember is I was in this long brick tunnel and to give you a descriptive uh, way to explain it, it, it looked like a old train tunnel that you would see that was built back in the 1800s, possibly somewhere out in the city maybe like um, New York or even in England, how you have these old brick tunnels. So it was like a long brick tunnel that you would see maybe even in England. It's probably still, you know, around and about whether it's being used or not. And we were in it and out there was a room off to the side. I know this sounds crazy, but it was like a bedroom. So if you think about a long tunnel, a traveling system, it makes me wonder if it's like, the traveling system for the entity that I'm about to speak of. I don't think this was a dream. Uh, I really don't. I'm pretty sure it was an actual experience because of what I'm about to say. But I agree. It was definitely, I feel like it was a hundred percent astral. Yeah. Because if this just, when you feel and smell and touch and taste or whatever, any type of experience like that in dreams is kind of what happened to me. That's how you know the difference between just a dream and an actual astral realm experience. But I'm thinking like this tunnel, you know, was some type of traveling system for whatever it may be. But there was like outside of the room, there was a wooden table. So it was literally like a tunnel, like, you know, half oval door, arch door and no door on it, just like an entryway. And then there was a bedroom, right? Well, something somewhere, somebody, it might have been the person that was with me told me that this inanimate object that looked like the doll, Pam, uh, but it kept like shifting into this dragon looking thing. Like even though it was just a doll or a looked like a stuffed animal and it wasn't moving, they said, if you destroy this before it has a chance to gain power, that'll be the only way you can stop it. So I literally pick it up and start to cut the head off of this inanimate object something happens and we're distracted i feel like there was some type of monster or something coming down the tunnel like something was coming for us right and now looking back on it this kind of makes sense um i set the inanimate in an animated doll object on the bed we go outside and do whatever we have to do. But like, yeah, there's like this monster coming down this tunnel. And it makes me wonder if it's the same like energy that inhabits the doll now because it kept shifting from like a monster looking thing to the doll. And by the time I come back into the bedroom off the side of this tunnel and the bedroom was like big square, it had blinds, like a big window with a bunch of blinds with actually a little bit of light coming in. Um, by the time we come back into this room, I know there's another person with me. I hadn't seen this person as of yet. Uh, <laughs> this thing grew into an actual monster. So it looked like a cross between a velociraptor, you know, like in Jurassic Park when it's little like things come out the side of its face and it goes like, I can't do it. 
<laughs> it like has those things on the side of its head and the nose kind of like a velociraptor slash dragon and it was brown and green and it had like a t-rex body in a way but with uh bigger arms it didn't have the short little mm-hmm. arms well its head had already started to be severed by my me myself well the person i finally saw somebody that was with me right so there was a sword we had and he grabs the sword this man was bald-headed he had like black square glasses he had one of them um pullover jackets it's not quite a hoodie because it doesn't have a hood but it's like one that half zips down it has the collars on them like he had that on and he grabs the sword and i run around to the other side i was this monster's like starting to stand up because it just got its like consciousness i guess and he takes the sword and like where i had already cut he puts it in its neck and i go over around to the other side and jump up and grab its head and i mean this thing's massive at this point and he ends up finally between me pulling one way and him cutting the other we cut its head off and like then there's this smell i've never smelt anything in my dreams in my life it was like blood pus and infection and salt if you took all of those smells and combined them into one and um, graphic this blood and pus and stuff starts shooting out everywhere just it was disgusting and just the just that alone will tell you when you're messing with something nasty and negative you won't have dreams like that unless it's something nasty and negative and this happened during the second release and um me and Duran had spoke and he could agree that, yeah, that sounded very much like some of the interdimensional beings uh, or or extraterrestrial like beings from another dimension that he's actually seen. And now there's photo. He has some photo evidence of some of these things on his channel. Um, That's we're going to drop his channel link, like I said, down below. Um, But, yeah, like it. So you can kind of see for yourself some of the evidence he caught he called because he does take his time and goes and goes through these photographs that he gets. And the thing that he caught actually around the Pam doll was um was very much like reptilian looking or reptile like. So we associated it with the dream. But yeah, I saw finally saw somebody that was working with me, which is really strange. I never have. So between that and then smelling and feeling and like trying to dodge blood and just it was it was a lot it was a lot now was it super scary no but i told him i said well um we cut the head off of it so it might not be bothering us anymore which is not necessarily the truth but it was kind of funny so when you were talking about like it going through the tunnel i can i can see the tunnel and i can see the room but the way it looks like it's traveling it looks like how it's almost like a black smoky energy type situation. And I just see it like darting down the like the I want to say hallway, but it's like the tunnel. And it's interesting because all the really, really bad evil entities that I've seen, like the devil entity that attacked me in that hotel, like it started out in that smoky like energy thing first before it um, took form into something solid. Absolutely. Yeah, a yeah. lot of times they, yeah, and it comes in just like a black mass and some, like you said, smoky, sometimes see-through, sometimes not. And yeah, it, yeah, it was a trip. It was trying to like scare me in a way, but I told, I told him, I said, well, the dreams and places like that is not a place to square up with me. 
truly it's not if you're going to square it with me find a different way because it's not going to be there so (laughs) end up with your head cut off i'm just saying so um anyways (laughs) but yeah so there's uh besides the other things i spoke of i've had a lot of other things happen but i can't say it was associated to the pam the doll or any of the haunted objects um uh one of the video links i'm going to send you is actually um a piece of selenite and one of the dolls next to pam moving it's a very short video it's like three and a half minutes long he sent me that i was going to make a post out of and i still probably will associated with this video um and y'all will see it coming out but it's very interesting evidence if you're interested i did want to mention that he was a pleasure to work with um we look forward to working with him more in the future a hundred percent like um the evidence and the things and his perception of these haunted objects and in just in general is really cool i think it brought a different element and it is now the most viewed podcast uh the first one that we did with him is the most viewed podcast uh, now that we have so you guys evidently liked it very much too so we look forward to working with him in the future so thank you very much dead serious investigations we certainly appreciate it oh and the one thing (laughs) that did happen the night that we filmed um, I got visited by something. I was laying on my bed. My legs were up like one like folded up and then one was crossed over the other. I think I was on my cell phone or something. It was late um, and I felt something walk in the room and then I look up and my whole side of my left leg goes numb and I actually smelt cologne first, which is weird. So it might have been a human spirit, but this did happen. It might not be associated. Um but yeah, and I set, and then when I set up, my whole left side of my body and my face went numb, and I had to tell it to leave. So I mean, something visited me that night that was it had to be a man. It was a man spirit, but I can't say it was associated. There was mm-hmm. one other thing. I've just had a lot of things happen um, in general. Like the only other thing is um, I was talking to my mom, like previous to us recording uh, with oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my mom about some things that happened in her life, but I had spoke a lot about this interview with uh, Dead Serious Investigations, and she ended up having a medical emergency that has caused more. uh, Well, it's good that she had it because she found out some things that she has to take care of. I'm not going to put all of her business out here, but she ended up going to the hospital just like not even two days after we had a pretty serious conversation. So um, that and I think there might be something else, but I can't I can't recall it right. I now. forgot to say, like, remember, I was trying to make the social media posts and my phone kept freezing and stuff mm-hmm. and I was getting pissed off and I was like, fuck, I didn't think I was going to get my posts out. But yes, it was posts on it was a post about the episode, so. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I, I started, like, saying, you know, any negative or malevolent energy on my end when she told, when you told me that, I was like, you got to go. You got to get out. This is our will to do this. You're not going to stand in our way. And then, like, not too long, too long after the post, she was able to get it out. So, yeah. like, when things like that happen, you basically is the best thing to do is just say stuff like that or your form of prayer, however you pray. And it, it really generally helps. But yeah, I've had some other things happen, but they're more involved with other people that, you know, I don't have necessarily permission to talk about or could associate a hundred percent with Pam. I will say that 
I have learned um, and what he was saying about the facets of the the dolls and stuff. It's like they pick up uh, or the just the objects they pick up different parts of people different like how he like i was saying in the first i believe uh episode where they pick up different parts of people it's like um so different demons have these qualities too and i don't really know how else to say this except the negative facets or uh, personalities or traits of people is also certain particular types of demons and what they do and like how they make people do things and that's what's in this doll so i don't know if you've if you've heard that episode you may recall what we were talking i'm talking about here i just found that's an interesting correlation with demons being like a let's say a depression or trickster or whatever the doll he was talking about how they have and the dolls themselves have different personalities and I just found that to be an interesting correlation that I ended up making over the last two weeks about the objects themselves. Yeah. And it's kind of like, too, with people. That's why um, it's kind of hard, too, when you have people with mental illness, such as DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, mm-hmm. also known, known as um, multiple personalities. Yeah. It can look like that. But I feel like there are times where it's not a medical diagnosis and it is demonic entities and they are taking form or shape or form as different personalities in a person. Yeah. And that's a sticky situation and subject, you know, but I agree. I I don't think all mental illness is 100 percent medical because it is documented that sometimes medical professionals cannot help certain people. Is it all the time or every day? No, not necessarily. But there are cases that are out there. There are doctors and psychologists that will tell you they have dealt with people that they say it's more of a spiritual thing. And sometimes that's hard for them to admit because they become so logical and with their schooling and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I agree with you. And I would like to actually at a later time kind of dive a little deeper into that subject. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Let me use my uh, psychology minor for once. Yes, there you go. (laughs) I was going to use it for something, right? You know, Mm -hmm. same thing with me. The only time I use my college degree is like when I'm making posts. Actually, it comes in handy. Because I make my posts and stuff online and all that kind of stuff because it's graphic art. So I guess I use it sometimes, but not like I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, just wrapping up. Um, it was awesome. We really like enjoyed this. We are looking forward to bringing more people on in the coming episodes. Um, so and that's a perfect time to go ahead and say, hey, if you have a story you want to share, we are looking for people that want to share their origin stories we have several people that are interested that we're just trying to like get everything set up and find a specific place in this season to fit it because we kind of want everything to go in a nice flowy manner but if you want to go ahead and get in on that um definitely reach out to us we're using it as an opportunity to get different perspectives of different people's situations and this whole season and the whole purpose is to show people like i said from the beginning that you are not alone you're not crazy there are people that have these experiences and if they if we are crazy then we're all crazy together because i'm just saying (laughs) it's it's kind of like you know yeah i mean there's so many people that have experiences they can't explain 
So that is the whole purpose. But I guess we'll go ahead and switch gears because we're about 40 minutes in already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Into Annabelle. Yep. I want to know. Give me deets, girl. I need some <laughs> details. Right. Well, there's quite a bit. I'm going to probably not going to. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to give every juicy detail. I might do save some for the doc because I do have um, a video and photo type podcast style documentary that I am working on. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I promised you guys that on my Luna Beams YouTube. But here's the thing. The phone that we took, okay, we had our own phones. I think uh, my fiance V, he had two phones with him and I had my phone with me. His extra phone he brought with him is the one that he used to take pictures of Annabelle, take pictures of the Ed and Lorraine Warren's uh, grave. Um, we took pictures of the house we stayed in. The whole entire Connecticut trip was on that phone. I go back to retrieve the phone. I plug it in and the back of the battery starts swelling. I mean, the phone like doubles in size and, you know, it's not very expensive to get it replaced. We've got to get it replaced, but it's actually very strange because, yes, batteries do this. But out of all the phones that we have had that, you know, we have had for years, the battery does not swell like this. I mean, and it's not that old. For the battery to be doing this. The battery is not that old and it shouldn't have done it. So all of my footage is on that camera or on that phone and it's like camera files. It's not even on an SD card. So I am praying that once I'm able to get this phone fixed that I can get my uh, my content off of it because we have even content from walking through the West Virginia penitentiary that's on that phone too. There's so much content that we took last year that hopefully we won't lose. So that's why it's taken me a little bit longer. And uh, yeah, after you hear the story, I have to say you'll probably won't be surprised that the phone battery swallow up because shit got really wild. Dun dun dun. Right. So my Annabelle experience weekend. I went to the very first Paracon. It's called Seekers of the Supernatural, um, Seekers of the Supernatural Warren's Paracon. So it's dedicated to Ed and Lorraine Warren. The main feature of the Paracon, it was held in Waterbury, Connecticut at a hotel. Can't remember which one. They actually moved the location for this year's Paracon. I would have loved to have went, but it's they moved the prices up. They doubled the prices, which is understandable because of what they're offering. And because just I thought it was like a once in a lifetime thing. So I was like, shit, I ain't going to miss it. Don't care how much it costs type thing. And I had some money to play with back then. So I was like, let's go, dude. Let's go for it. So we planned back in May to go and we rented a car because our car we we had drove it to West Virginia a month before, but driving it like down the mountains, like on I think it was Highway 70, yeah, Highway 77, I believe. Um, and everybody's going 90 down like a mile high mountain. It was just too much in our little car. It's a little older, and I wasn't about to do that. I'm like, shit. Well, we're gonna rent a car and go up there because we were driving up north. And I'll tell you what. Driving up north compared to driving down south is totally different. No offense to anybody that's up north, <laughs> Emily. <clears throat> but, yeah, totally different situation. Uh, people, they, I mean, it, driving through New York City is the craziest shit ever. It's <laughs> not compared to San Francisco. That was a little bit more crazy, but even New York was pretty bad. Anyways, 
So we we head out a little late. We got a late start. We had planned to be up there for two nights total. So I had actually booked an Airbnb for two nights. It was an old house. I found out that it was built in like 1904. And all the houses I noticed up north are like older, but they're massive. Like up in this part of Connecticut, these houses are massive. Generally now they're split up unless somebody bought them outright. They're split up into different living situations right so that's what i took from this this house was really cool on the way up there our plan was just to drive straight it's a 15 or 16 hour drive i can't i couldn't do it i old ass back in the day i did a whole loop around the united states when i was 23 it took us three weeks and we drove 10,000 miles well guess what that was about 15 years ago and i can't do that anymore so (laughs) we were tired um we had started out late and we made it to a place called New Market, Virginia. And it wasn't but about five hours away from home, I'd assume, at this point. And uh, we just get off the highway. We're tired. And we stay at a day's inn, which is not the highest quality hotel, which I'm not extremely picky, or at least I used to not be. But um, we start noticing, like, signs to the battlefield, too. <clears throat> and... The signs to the battlefield were like all around New Market, Virginia. It was dark. It was late. We check in. We pay $90. We get there. And this, the bed and everything was so uncomfortable. I mean, it was like a brick. And like I said, my old ass can't handle that no more. So I was regrettably wanted a shower before I got up there because we got a late start. So I had to skip out on that part. And I was like, well, at least I can take a shower. So we <laughs> V had this thing. Funny part. Uh, v had a has a, a black light flashlight. So <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. So <laughs> Emily knows this from the time that we uh, actually met this year. And uh, V brought his flashlight and was being funny in the hotel room or whatever. But he brought his black light flashlight and was like shining it everywhere all over the bathroom. And it was awful. I mean, you can see everything. <laughs> With a black light flashlight. We did not even, we just, well, we, well, I say we tried to sleep, but we, we didn't pull the covers down or nothing. We actually laid stuff over the bed to, to sleep because <laughs> he's done like inspector gadgeted the whole fucking room. And now I'm all paranoid. Like I'm going to get COVID syphilis and <laughs> something else. But it, actually, I, at the end of the night, though, uh, I wasn't too worried about the COVID or syphilis because There's medicines for that. But what there's not medicine for is we were actually sleeping on the fucking battleground. And I did not know this. So, hey, take a psychic medium that, you know, even though all mediums technically deal with paranormal. No, we specialize in the paranormal. Therefore, we're more open to darker or negative shit. So uh, unknowing to me. I was sleeping in a day's end that was built on top of battlegrounds because the same road it's on. Y'all can look it up on Google, you know, daddy Google. The day's end literally is on the same road that the historic museum, the like the historic museum is. And literally the day's end is next. No, I'm sorry. That's the battleground uh, visitor center. The museum was like a football field and a half away from the fucking hotel that held all the Civil War stuff. Now, I want to tell y'all. There is a strong energy around the Civil War, especially in the places that I live, as well as Emily. There is just a certain energy behind this battle, particularly. And there is behind any battle, but the things around this shit is haunted. 
Jess, what? <laughs> trying so hard not to. I laugh. hear you laughing. I was like, "Is there <laughs> dying? Are you laughing at me because I'm getting attacked by demon monsters on the battlefield?" I did not know. I did not know I was driving. Came, something came through, and and they literally said, "Yeah, it was this raggedy old bitch." Oh God! You talking about the motel? I guess I just heard a man's voice and it was like, yeah, it was this raggedy old bitch. He might be talking about me because I cleansed the place while I was there. <laughs> so, like, I took all my shit with me to cleanse just in case. Because, like, I'm getting ready to go see Annabelle. Like, I'm fucking, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm kind of nervous, you know, because I'm, like, getting ready to go see occult, mu- like, actual occult museum items. And this isn't, this isn't something that, people get to go see you know so i'm like freaking out a little bit i'm like well shit i'm gonna take my protection with me naturally right and (laughs) we get there i take a shower regrettably v's over here flies you know shining the damn light all is well we're kind of giggling but we're a little (laughs) we're also a little on edge because you know we got a lot of traveling to do we're not young anymore as we used to be we're kind of like all right let's get this shit over with well, as I get there and I lay down, I'm already wound up, you know, because I, when I have something to do, I can't sleep very well sometimes. So we're laying there and all of a sudden I start getting images and flashes it's of people. And this is this is my interpretation. I'm seeing different people like today in today's time. I'm seeing um, people that have stayed there before. I see a man and I see a woman and this is all coming in through my mind's eye. And. I'm starting to pick up on things like their life and I'm seeing this, that and the other. Well, all of a sudden shit starts getting really heavy. And me and him, he's also uh, sensitive, intuitive, psychic, basically. Um, He just does different stuff with his, you know, with his abilities. We have kind of two different opinions on certain things sometimes, but he was feeling it, too. The the place was off. And I think around this time is when we figured out the that we were on the battlefield itself. But we could just tell something wasn't quite right. I started getting pressures on my chest. And uh, long story short, I end up seeing an entity. And this entity is like an orangish, yellowish red. If you mixed all those colors together and behind this entity was a massive amount of grayed out bodies. It was almost like it was the leader or it had these people as prisoners or something. But it like showed itself. I was sensing all this stuff. It showed itself to me. And then like this. I, I don't know what happened. This energy like bounced back and forth across the room. Like there was just it, something was way off. I'm like, V, I've got to go to the car and get the cleansing stuff. I can't sleep in here. It was like smothering me. And I cleansed the room and everything like with sage. And um, yeah, it it kind of helped. It made it it pushed the stuff out of the room. But what it made it feel like was it just went to the other rooms and uh, then it was almost like a box and wall closing in on us. It was kind of terrifying. There's a little bit more to that story throughout the night and the next morning. But for the sake of time, I'm going to move on. I'll pick up on that, you know, probably on my channel and stuff when I do like the documentary style thing. There was other things that happened, but needless to say, we did never sleep and we left as soon as possible. So that's how that ended. So we're driving. We're going through, you know, we finally get um, up to New York. So we're in New Jersey. We got to see the Statue of Liberty and all that good stuff from New Jersey. And um, 
spent a little time there and then finally arrived in Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, probably 1130 p.m. the next night because um, we tried we took our time and stuff like that and enjoyed ourselves. So upon arriving at our house, house is gorgeous. It's three stories. It's old. And as soon as I get there, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a mother with a baby here. There's a sad woman with a baby. Baby passed away. Pulled up in the driveway. So upon arrival, I already could tell that there is energy in this house, which is to be expected. Because, you know, this part of the country has got 400 years of history. You know, there's a lot of things that's happened there. It has a, you know, it really looks similar kind of to my home in a way in the mountainous uh, areas. Not too far from my house, I guess you could say. Well, it's quite a ways. It's a couple hours. But the point is is it's beautiful and the whole entire northeast side of the country has a different energy it's almost like everything's compacted if that makes sense it's harder it's not necessarily harder to breathe but there's a specific type of energy and i think me and you've talked about this about up north compared to like down here in the southern region where i live yeah it's a lot more airy but this don't do not mistaken the fact that there is a bunch of haunted ass shit around here to a degree of like cryptids people refer to a lot of interdimensional things and all that kind of stuff but in comparison to where i live from up there it's just different there's a different energetic feeling so i'm feeling all this getting into the house and it was gorgeous we entered in through the kitchen and this is my first time staying at this type of Airbnb. There's like cameras everywhere. I feel like I'm on like a, you know, hidden camera show at this point, but it's understandable, you know. And we were instructed to go up the main grand staircase and we get to our bedroom. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. I actually slept like a rock, to be 100 percent honest, slept like a complete rock. The bed was like I've never slept on a mattress like this, but like once you get in it, it's really hard to roll over. And I didn't move the whole night. <laughs> so after having that experience at that hotel the night before was seeing this entity um, that had those specific colors. It was like the leader or trapping these souls. I, I have no idea, but whatever it was, you know, it was no good. So I slept through the night and then we got up the next day. But I was extremely tired from all this. Like I was energetically attacked pretty much in that hotel room um by not being able to breathe actually now i actually remember i actually had to go get um like i felt like i needed ibuprofen or something but that really wasn't it like i for real was energetically attacked in that hotel room it just like sucked the life out of me so i got up the next day ready for the <clears throat> paracon and i was beat i was tired I have um, bad back problems and I was swollen. I was sore. I just felt like I had got beat up, basically, even though I slept well and went to bed early, too. Uh, mind you, this is Halloween weekend. OK, so we actually got to see the convention or the Paracon on Halloween. So we have now made it to Halloween Day and we get there. Super awesome, you know, place, super awesome stuff. Many people, different vendors and speakers. We actually got to listen um, to Tony Sparrow talk shit about Zach Bilbo Baggins. That's <laughs> what we call him. Uh, but, you know, no hate to him or anything. But, yeah, that experience that Tony and Zach had over Annabelle where Tony just took the doll and Zach just couldn't help himself, you know, because he was being 
called to touch the doll and stuff. He has like a big spill about that. There were several speakers, very, you know, top notch people in the paranormal community. So one of the cool things we got to do is we waited to the very last to go see the um to go see Annabelle and the occult museum items because we didn't realize exactly how it all worked. But um, we waited to the very end because we had to go back outside of the hotel room. The line wrapped around. I had to wait in line for an hour just to be let in, even though the the contents of the place were like right down the hallway. I could pretty much see where they were letting people in, but you had to go outside and get in line kind of glad that I did wait because like it was uh it would have been a lot longer if we would have waited to get in you know we'd have waited two or three hours but while we waited we actually did this thing called a bio uh bio pulsar reflexology I think that's what it's called where it measures our auras and there's different things that like measures your different chakras and all that kind of stuff that she just did like a quick reading of our aura and stuff well when she did mine mine was all yellow and orange just like the color of that entity and where there's color was supposed to be around like my chest and my heart area it was completely gray which means depleted so that i feel i mean my at that time in my life i was very much on the creative side of like developing different parts of my business for treasure tree and everything else. There's some other stuff in that picture. There's some white. Cause she asked me to open up. You could see like the, the, when she said open up and just like open up all your chakras, you can see a beam coming straight out of my head because that's what I envisioned. It was really cool. Um, I'll probably share that online one day, but the weird thing was, is my energy, my aura, was um exactly kind of like the same color as that entity that i saw so that was kind of like a validation for me that i was spiritually drained at that point already um from that attack in the hotel room so finally we go outside we get to see uh annabelle V actually had it done with him to uh, his aura red too, so we could see the comparison two totally different things and everybody's looks different naturally but this was way different. Mine was way off. She said my heart chakra was only oper or no, my heart area was only operating at 0.03%, which is the lowest she had ever seen. She's like, I'm not a doctor, but this is like, you need to go to the hospital or you, you may want to get this looked into, but I didn't never do that. I just figured it was because of what it does. So if I die from like some heart condition in the next little bit, y'all know why. But no, I'm serious. <laughs> it's not funny to joke about, but I'm being yeah. honest. Like she told me to go. So I wait in line while he's getting his chakra and uh or whatever thing read and um we finally get to go in. So we were able to take photos, videos and all that stuff. So some of y'all may have seen some of that on some of my socials or whatnot i definitely will be sharing a few of those this week but it was like a funeral procession so like you know you're antsy when you get in here it's a room set up with multiple objects from you know the warren's occult museum you cannot go to the warren's house and like have events or anything because zoning and the neighbors are kind of assholes so that's what tony was saying um tony sparrow he was like you know we can't really have events there because of this reason and walking in, you pretty much have Annabelle is one of the first things you see. 
the box was different upon like watching other things. They build another box to travel in because they don't want the original box to get messed up. But as I walk up to Annabelle and, you know, this thing has been blessed like this box had just been built. It had been painted with like holy oil mixed in with the, you know, the stuff like they do all kinds of stuff. Blessed by a priest because they're Catholic. Breast by uh, breast uh, <laughs> breasticles, blessed by you know all kinds of ways, holy oil, anything you can think of. And honestly, as much as I know that the story and the legitimate like thing about Annabelle, I felt nothing. But the thing next to Annabelle, which was the witch, there was something in it. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. A lot of those objects had a lot of energy, but I was really impressed with how well they you know took care of the annabelle but at the same time though i know there's something in that doll like i I know for a fact i feel it but when i was i mean i was six inches away from annabelle and you got to stand there for a few seconds if you wanted to take your time and take some pictures nobody was rushing you but it was like a very quiet solemn funeral procession it was very interesting Everybody was, from what I saw, was very respectful. There were thousands of people there. I'd say at least a thousand that day. And they they actually opened it up. They were only having it on the 30th. Well, the some of the bigger speakers were there on the day before, but we went the second day. And, um, yeah, the they had the dinosaur, the little toy dinosaur from the movie, the, one of the Conjuring movies. They actually had that there. They had the satanic skull. They had the shadow doll. I believe that's the name of it there. Um, That thing was super creepy. But the thing about Annabelle, though, was the witch standing next to it. There was an entity looking back through its eyes. And I'm also I'm almost wondering if it was a form of something from Annabelle, almost like just hiding out in that or Mm -hmm. some type of energy off of Annabelle hiding out in that saying, ha ha, look at me. Yeah. Well, when you, when you showed me the picture and you didn't even tell me, I don't think you told me what you felt. You were like, what do you feel from this? And I said, I honestly don't feel that there's an end. Like it doesn't feel like there's anything in that doll at the time. Yeah. You would think it wasn't the real Annabelle. Yeah. It was weird because normally whether I watch it through TV or whatever, if something's haunted, I can pick that up really friggin' fast. Right. And if and it, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I didn't feel anything in that picture. Yeah. And that's exactly how me and V felt. Um, but at the same time, though, I know for a fact and she proved herself. We'll just put it to you this way. The rest of the trip from from pretty much that time on, this is where shit gets interesting. So it's been kind of like, oh, you went on this trip. Yeah, so far, so good. Not interested. Whatever. No, trust me. The shit I experienced after going to this place, and I mean, I went in, cleansed myself, blessed myself, did everything I possibly could to try. But remember, my, I mean, I didn't get proof that my aura is like already shot at this point. Um it's it's crazy. It, I mean, it was crazy what happened. So we go through this. We take our time. We got a bunch of pictures. We see a bunch of things. Even the mirror. The there's a big mirror that uh, a man like stared into for I think six days or six weeks straight. Ended up seeing stuff in it, going insane. I got a picture of myself to prove <laughs> that I was actually there. I'm actually as my reflection in that mirror. 
and uh, we leave. So energetically, yes, there was there was things there. But as far as like the big bad Annabelle, I didn't feel it. Now, like I said, I attribute this to them putting up protection in this box, but also to they have to move Annabelle from one box to another. They have no control over whether or not that entity stays attached to Annabelle because we were talking about the doll being possessed itself mm-hmm. or and that's kind of hard because there it's more like an attachment. So it's theoretical to me that the entity could. Yeah, it could have hopped. Absolutely. And that's I, what I was thinking, too. Like yeah. when I felt nothing, I was like, well, what if it just hopped to another and just talking to Duran and his experiences with the dolls and then the insight that I got from my guides of them changing places with different objects and different dolls. It makes sense as to why that doll, that witch thing next to it could, you know, have the attachment of Annabelle because it hopped. Right. And now, granted, they say all these objects have something attached to them or some type of energy present based on what some some of them were for, you know, oh, they had the first thing that was there was the um, satanic idol. That was the first thing you were greeted by was the satanic idol. Then you had the Annabelle doll and then you had the witch all on one side of the room. Satanic idol was kind of creepy. And that is the story about the um, satanic leader. That um, and I say this is I say satanic because that's what they refer to it as. Um, but they actually used entities in their practices and stuff. When Ed took this out of the forest, that's when Lorraine had got sick for like three days and fell out in the yard and stuff. And he was actually had a phone call with the guy that, you know, they did something to Lorraine to like as a warning, like not to fuck with my shit anymore. So that was there, too. And that was really creepy uh, energetically. So but overall, intuitively is generally as strong as I'm in pretty decently strong intuitive. Like I'm not saying I'm the best, but I, I have some crazy ass abilities. I didn't feel anything. It wasn't until after. So we get back. Actually, no, we end up leaving that because it ended at five. We actually drive up to what was that the next day? That was the following day. I'm sorry. We went out to eat and we went back to the house and it was Halloween night and there was no cars there or anything. So we're sitting there. V is a musician, an artist, so he's constantly creating something. He actually brought his seven string with him and um, his computer and stuff so he could play and like write music and stuff. That's just his thing. So he brought that. He was over at the little desk that was in our room. It was perfect. I had the bed. He had the desk. You know, we had it all set up and I was tired and I was beat. So I basically just laid there. Well, the doorknob at her house, um, we would go in and out of it. It ended up kind of like getting crooked and we couldn't shut the door anymore. So I message her um, and basically say, hey, I'm sorry, but the doorknob is kind of messed up. She's like, it's OK. No worries. This has happened before. We'll fix it because everything is original as possible in that house. And it was the original doorknob to the outside, like mud room before you walk in the side door. And she's like, well, when I get back home. I will fix it. Now, mind you, we're the only people renting from her that night. We're the only people in this. She had like two or three rooms that you could rent from. Half of the downstairs, the kitchen and stuff, you're welcome to go in and use. Like there's snacks and stuff. Um, You know, I don't think you could sit there and like cook a whole meal, but you're welcome to use part of the kitchen. And then the rest of the house is shut off. 
you're only allowed to kind of go in the kitchen and then go to your room and go to the bathroom. And there's only like one or two other rooms to rent. There was nobody there. Nobody was there. And we hear somebody on the third. So our bedroom was backed up to like a servant's quarters staircase. So it wasn't the main staircase to the third floor. It was like a the main level didn't go all the or the main staircase didn't go all the way to the third level but the friggin the the staircase in the kitchen did so there's nobody there nobody else is like in the house and all of a sudden we hear somebody come down those steps and there was a door to it so there's a door and there was i'm pretty sure i saw a crack i saw the crack through the door and there was like a bedroom like i guess it would be like a servant's quarters bedroom with the door and then when you go upstairs i don't know what it looked like i'm pretty sure that's where she that's her bedroom space area and we we can hear them walking through that area to a degree but nobody ever opened the door nobody ever went back up the steps and nobody went down the main staircase and even if they did we would have heard them come back up the staircase if, if they went out the door it makes a beeping noise they had one of them alarms that goes beep 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 when you open the door nobody ever went back up nobody ever went back down nothing so we have a phantom staircase experience and she was not there so we already had that was our first ghostly experience so everywhere we went this weekend we had something happen we check out time was 11 we get up, we sleep well, get up. I'm still a little tired. Cool deal, whatever. Um, and we go to Monroe, Connecticut, and that is where Ed and Lorraine Warren lived. And we go visit their gravesite. Now, me and V had a conversation um, about the, what he wanted to do. If you, any of y'all follow me or anything that I do, you know that we make jewelry and we make little terrariums out of like all, try to make it out of all natural things. They're really awesome. He wanted to do a, like a haunted version of those and he wanted to use graveyard, graveyard dirt. And I told him that's not a good idea. I did not say no. I mean, he's on, he's his own man, but I was very, adamant on him not taking any graveyard dirt because at that time he did not know what graveyard dirt is used for he did not understand the consequences or the uses of graveyard dirt graveyard dirt is used in a lot of different ways we'll just keep it at that right i was like you can't do this like i really don't want you to do this this is going to bring something back with us you know you can potentially you know, uh, dishonorable to the people that are buried there and all that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of ended up getting to his head a little bit. But we go and we see I even felt uncomfortable taking like pictures beside of Ed and uh, Lorraine's grave. Like spirit actually led me there. You're in a big ass graveyard. Well, it's not huge, but it's it's pretty big. And they don't there's no directions like, oh, here's their grave. You have to find it. Well, as these people, tons of people had already visited in the last few days because, you know, they wanted to film and do all this stuff. I just felt it wasn't right. But visas on man, I let him, you know, do whatever. I'm not going to try to hold him back. I'm just going to say, hey, this is how I feel. We'll move on with it. So he's filming and stuff. I actually sit on the little bench. I intuitively find it. I have to ask spirit to help me find it. So I end up finding it. I pay my respects. Um, in a very respectful way. And then I leave the graveyard. I do a little short 
on um Facebook. I may have went live or did something like that and said where I was. And um <clears throat> V is coming up back through the graveyard and he's like okay well i'm going to get the dirt from outside of the fence this is butted up to the road and right next door is the catholic church that and lorraine actually that was their church um he grabs a good scoop to put in like a plastic cup of the graveyard dirt outside of the fence outside of the graveyard but it wasn't separate from the plot of land that the graveyard was on that was in my eyes a little bit better, but still not quite. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty intense. I just didn't want nothing to do with it. So we start driving back that day. So we start to head back home and we have a long drive ahead of us. We wanted to try to get through the whole thing without, you know, stopping or without spending any more money. Like the car rental ended up being almost six or seven hundred dollars just for a few like four days, which was crazy. You know, like I might as well just have drove my own damn car, you know, with the cost of the tickets and everything. It ended up being a lot more money than I wanted to spend, but it was money well spent, you know. So but we're we, we have a dead uh, deadline to get back to turn the car in. So we didn't want to spend the night nowhere. So we start headed back, heading back and. We're, we're beat tired. We ended up like pulling over somewhere in Pennsylvania, actually, um, and sleeping at a Walmart <laughs> <laughs> for three or four hours and, um, you know, just kind of enjoying the scenery and all that, but we're beat tired. So we get back into, we cross my state line. We're golden. We're like 45 minutes from the house. It's 2.30 a.m., which is not a stranger. That time is not a stranger to me, but we were just tired from all the traveling. <clears throat> and basically we pass over the state line we're doing 70 on the highway i'm driving i'm like yes i am so ready to lay in my bed all of a sudden there's i mean i had no time to react i have a green clean driving record I don't have any like crazy stuff that happens. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty safe or alert driver, you know. All of a sudden, these two boxes, they're black boxes that look like they have metal prongs on them. There's nobody on the road coming or going. It's 2.30 in the morning in a, in a country county. These two black boxes with metal prongs are up in the road in the middle of the highway. I'm doing 70 miles per hour. It's pitch dark. I'm like coming up to the top of a hill. I don't see them. I have zero time to react. I'm in a rental car and both of my front tires hit these boxes perfectly. Perfectly. Now you tell me where the hell, what is a black box with two prongs that they did not move? It was like they were stuck to the ground. As soon as we hit them so hard and then you could immediately feel the wheel or like we definitely popped a tire. Luckily, there was an exit ramp. That was like, you know, right there within a mile, we get off the exit ramp and we have our trunk packed full of crap. Now, this is a little sedan car. We didn't get anything huge. It was just me and B driving and just our stuff. We have everything in the trunk. We know the tires popped. We get out of the car. He looks at the tire. It's not 
the tire, it's the rim. It bent the rim of the vehicle. And we're lucky we didn't lose control and die. Because, like, how are you going to find, you know, two block boxes that are, like, basically feel like they're cemented to the highway with metal prongs sticking up on them? I have no idea what they are. If anybody listening listening to this knows what I'm talking about, if that sounds like anything you've ever seen before, please message us and let me know because I still don't know where they come from, how they're there, if anybody else hit them or anything. I, we even, um, after we put the wheel on, we even went back and looked, but this is where shit starts getting crazy. We go through the trunk. He spills the graveyard dirt out in the car because now we're frustrated, everything. And I'm starting to feel real creepy. Like we're parked in the woods, basically on the side of the road. And I start to feel like we're surrounded. And he spills it. I'm frustrated. I pick the dirt up, put it back in the cup. This is the first time I touched the dirt and I was against it. As soon as I touch that dirt, like I just feel like we're completely surrounded. And he gets the, I tell him, you know, and he's like, yeah, I feel it too. Something's off. And I'm like, yeah, something's off. He gets the wheel, the spare out of the trunk, goes to jack up the car. You know, we're using what come with the car at this point. We're like, great. We're going to have to pay for this. This is going to be a catastrophe, all that kind of stuff. And he, he's got the car jacked up and I look over in front of the car and I see a 10 foot tall being of light. I would say it's the closest thing I could say to an angel. And I said I could no more get out of my mouth, Nick, something's about to and then the car falls on him. Um, The jack fails and the car falls and he had just enough time to jump back. I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth. I saw a literally 10 foot tall white being in a white robe. And as soon as I literally was saying it in the car, like. It was almost like it was pushed from behind. The car fell. So <laughs> I don't know, but it was the craziest shit. I, f- I could hear it was like a semicircle or a half moon of entities around us just watching us. I heard laughing. I heard all kinds of stuff. Him bringing that graveyard dirt back was bad. Okay, and also, too, there's another kind of linkage to this that if people know about Annabelle, then you might have already figured this out. But um, the car almost fell and crushed Nick, and it was really freaking scary. Um, It doesn't it might not sound super scary, but I'm going to tell you what, when you're there and you're in the midst of that. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, that's a bad omen. You took something that didn't belong to you and it was just too much. So we are 30 minutes away from home. We finally get to um, we finally get up the road. We get the tire put back on. We get out of there as quick as possible. We get to the next exit and my phone is gone. I have no way of like understanding how my phone is gone at this point. We have to turn around and go back to the freaking exit that all this stuff just happened on. To look, because I'm almost positive I put my phone inside of the vehicle. Now, can I tell you that I did or didn't? No, I can't. I can't tell you whether I did or didn't put the phone on top of the vehicle, but I was almost positive I put it in my purse or beside of my purse 
in the vehicle. Okay, so we turn around and we go back. My phone is not there. We start to, we're like, well, my phone's a goner, I guess, because it was ringing and we didn't hear it. It wasn't in the car. We checked everything. We checked the trunk. I mean, you know, we checked everything. As we're going up the on-ramp, there is my phone laying in the middle of the fucking road on the on-ramp to the highway. V saw it, saw it like I didn't see it because my eyes, I can't see very well at night, like far off. And he's like, I think that's it. He pulls over. He runs. He gets my phone out of the middle of the on-ramp. It's not even cracked. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> like it, it, there was no cracks. There was nothing. There was a tiny little black dot. at the, I'm talking about the most minute black dot of screen bleed at the top. And then. I'm actually holding that phone right now. It's still in the same exact case. I, the phone's still operational. And yeah, and mind you, this phone had pictures of Annabelle on it, right? Now, remember me telling you about the phone, you know, how the batteries swell up. That's why I haven't been able to do the documentaries I wanted to do on the places that I visited, or they'll kind of be like documentaries. It'll just be the, the stuff I've got because I didn't think about doing anything super professional with it when we did it. I'll just go ahead and say that. But um, yeah, so. We finally are like, I'm like, you've got to get rid of this. You're not bringing that graveyard shit into my house, into my home. I don't want nothing to do with it. At this point, he's freaked out because he almost died. I had a car fall on him, like on his legs. He had his not his legs um were close to the car, but the way the car fell, it was like fell. It was pushed forward. He's had a bad experience with this. Like he's had cars almost fall on him half his freaking life. So he don't he doesn't like doing it, but we had no choice. Um we end up taking the graveyard dirt to the graveyard, the closest graveyard that we could find. And I had black tourmaline. I had sage. I had holy oil. And I said, I don't really know exactly what to do. But spirit basically said there was a battle uh, between basically good and evil back there at that area for what you did. And um, not only that, just the things that we have done this weekend and Things were literally battling to try to keep us safe because something really wanted to hurt us um, really bad. And I, like I said, I was hearing laughing and all that. We took it to the graveyard and I made him. I said, you you just go pour it on the ground and just apologize and say that you're very sorry and pray and do whatever you can because we're not bringing that back to the house. We luckily made it back to the house, um, got the car. We ended up having to um not really pay a whole lot of he ended up not making us pay for the tire they were like oh well that's cool no flat no problem we're like no it's the rim so we did not get our we had to pay like an extra 160 bucks so it wasn't anything crazy so i mean it was all taken care of now looking back on that during this time all this hecticness one of the common things that happens when you come into interactions with Annabelle, people that mocked Annabelle especially, was the young man that mocked Annabelle and said, this is just a doll. I think he actually picked it up and it was no, I think it was the pre or the pastor that did or the um, priest. But the young man that mocked the doll and said, this is a joke. And then Ed kicked him out, him and his girlfriend. Well, he died two hours later on his motorcycle. And then the priest that picked up Annabelle and threw it across the room and said, God is stronger than any devil and was like, this is nonsense. And Ed got really upset with him, you know, and said, you know, you shouldn't have done that, Father. Um, matter of fact, about two hours, uh, not when he was on his way home, the man wrecked his brand new car 
after seeing Annabelle. So I kind of correlated that uh, that was our experience with Annabelle. Um, we basically wrecked the car without wrecking. Um, it could have been a wreck. Uh, we went back and tried to look for those boxes because it wasn't but a mile up the road. We could not find. We did not see anything. Nothing. There was nothing there. We hit something very hard. Freaky. Yeah, there was nobody on the road at all. Like maybe one car every five minutes. But yeah, it was overall everything was good until we crossed back into my home state. And we were like, oh, we had like this sense of relief that we hadn't had all weekend because even though it was fun, it was just a lot on my body after the things I went through. But all in all, Annabelle, whatever's in her is very real. Mm-hmm. And lesson learned, don't take graveyard dirt. <laughs> um, don't uh don't underestimate the power of things that you know you don't understand. And I never technically did, but for all that stuff to happen, could we say this is a huge coincidence? Sure, but I experienced a lot of uh, spirit activity that weekend, and that was my experience pretty much for the most part with Annabelle. That's trippy. Yeah, um, taking graveyard dirt was not one of my ever thoughts of doing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and he wanted to do it for terrariums. He wanted to make like yeah. jewelry from haunted locations, which is a really cool idea. Don't get me wrong, but you're actually bringing in the energy mm-hmm. from those places. So even though the idea was cool, spiritually, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was my experience with Annabelle. Uh, I'm sorry V couldn't, he was going to be a part of this. We may have him like jump on and do a little, you know, bit about it, but he has started working when we record. So he was not able to be a part of this today. I had told y'all he was. So if we can fit him in, we will, but we're already pretty good into this. So anyways. Well, guys, that is pretty much all I've got for my Annabelle story for the most part. Again, I'll be doing more uh, more with like photos and covering the uh, journey at a later time on my Luna Beams channel. But I really hope you enjoyed my story and our recap of mine and Emily's recap of um, our interview with Duran and the things that happened to us. Guys, if you don't mind, please like this video or whatnot on your different streaming stations, however that works. And we are going to be moving into haunting signs. We're going to be covering different types of spirits and entities. We're going to be having more interviews with people. We've got a lot more stuff coming up as well as covering psychic abilities. So you can look forward to all that in this season. We're still trying to get everything placed out and worked out to where it's not like information overload every time we come on the podcast. Because for those of you that want to kind of like not just hear the interesting stories, but maybe learn more about this stuff, we want to make sure you're able to enjoy it and retain it. So we're getting our shit together. (laughs) So just hang tight, guys. And if you have any suggestions of things you would like for us to cover, if you have questions, please feel free to message us on our socials. Um, we generally keep all that information down below, but anyways. Yeah, and I think if we get enough questions, we can turn it into a YouTube live. Yeah, we definitely want to go live on YouTube and eventually do a live podcast. 
we're trying to work all the that stuff out as well. You might see we are a biweekly podcast, so we should be back on schedule now, but we will have bonus episodes come out occasionally on Mondays. We would like to get to once a week, but with our schedules, we cannot. But soon enough, we will be able to get a little bit better of a routine down and do more stuff with like videos and stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!